Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, everyone, and happy Valentine's Day. Did you know it was Valentine's Day today? If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, I don't know if you celebrate Valentine's Day in your country where you live, but it's not often that a podcast uh, falls on a national celebrated holiday. So it seems like a really good opportunity today to discuss the topic of love and relationships, just to get you in that Valentine's mood. No matter if you are single, and ready to mingle, <laughs> or if you're in a relationship already, or maybe you're single and you're happy being single. Either way, I think there's some good topics and, and vocabulary that we can learn from this area of love anyway. And even if you are single, I'm sure you love something, even if it's just you love playing video games, right? We all have a love for something, no matter how strong, I guess. But by the way, if you were wondering what that expression means just now, it's a very common phrase. It's kind of a casual, funny phrase. Single and ready to mingle. To mingle means like to talk with people, to chat with people. So in this context, it means to meet, you know, boys or girls, to meet other people, uh, to date, hopefully. So it really just means I'm single, but I'm interested in finding a partner. I'm single and ready to mingle. It's a nice rhyme, isn't it? It's quite funny. So yeah, of course, we're going to talk about Valentine's and love and that kind of stuff today. And this topic is based around a group class that I did on Level Up English uh, last October, I believe. Random time to do it. But yeah, if you don't know, every week we do group classes at Level Up English. At the moment, I am teaching on Friday. It's uh, morning in the UK time. And we have teacher Charlotte, an amazing teacher, helping out on Saturday, who's teaching uh, also morning uh, on Saturday class. So at the moment, we have two classes a week. We're hoping to add an, another one very soon, maybe three a week, hopefully. And yeah, this one was all about relationships. So it was an interesting discussion and we kind of practice vocabulary, we practice some expressions, and we, we shared our opinions on these topics. And if you are interested in joining these classes, you're more than welcome. You can become a member at Level Up English. So if you want to join the group classes, make sure you become a premium member, and that will give you access to as many classes as you want. You can join all of them, or just whenever you're free, it's up to you. But people always talk about how good of a deal it is. Because premium is £20 a month, but for that price you can join eight classes and each class is 90 minutes. So that's a really good deal for the amount of classes that you can join. So if you're interested in learning more, you could have a look on the website levelupenglish.school and click on the members button just to have a look and see what content there is available there. See if it's a good fit for you. If you're not sure, you're always welcome to email me. I want to make sure that everyone is happy there. I don't want people to sign up and not be happy. Of course, I would rather you find something good that works for you. So if you're not sure, just send me an email as a contact page 
on the website and I'll answer any questions that you might have. Okay, well, first of all, I wanted to talk about the topic of, well, I want to answer the question. I'm going to give you the final answer to what is the secret of a long and happy marriage? This has been a debated topic for centuries, millennia, thousands of years. Today, I'm going to finally give you the answer, right? I know the answer. <laughs> well, to be fair, I asked ChatGPT for some help. I asked ChatGPT this question, and despite being an AI, you know, language, what, what, what do you call it? Language model? Anyway, that language program, it knows quite a bit about relationships, it seems. So it gave me some bullet points on what you might want to do. So first of all is communication. I think this is a really key skill in any relationship is just communication. And even if you think it's not that big of a deal, that like you have some kind of feeling that's nagging at you, nagging at you means kind of like bugging you. Imagine, I, I like to imagine like pulling your shirt. You've kind of got some feeling, some maybe negative emotion or difficult emotion that's not ruining your life, but it's it's in the background in your head and it's kind of going, pulling your shirt like, hey, hey, pay attention to me. I'm a problem. Give me some attention. And that's kind of a nagging feeling that you might have. So whenever these things come up, I think it's really nice if you can just tell your partner about it and it probably feels good, but it's also just nice to share what's going on in your mind. And one of the key benefits of communication, in my opinion, is that it fosters trust. To foster means to encourage or to help something grow. So it helps trust grow in your relationship. And trust was actually the second point that ChatGPT suggested, right? <laughs> so he knows his stuff. And obviously it's really important that you can trust each other. I do feel like trust is not something you can just turn on, right? So yeah, maybe trust is the result of other things like communication and honesty, right? That's a really big part of uh, trusting someone is if they're honest with you. So I wonder if that means even like things that you think might hurt their feelings just to talk about them. Maybe let me know what you think because I am not a relationship guru, right? I'm not an expert. So don't take my word literally. Don't do what I say. In other words, take what I say with a grain of salt. Now, that's a good expression that just means, yeah, don't listen to everything I say. I'm not an expert. Now, I wonder if you could just look at some person like, wow, that person looks so handsome over there. I'm obviously not as handsome as you, but still, you know, look at that. I don't know. Do you think that would be a good idea? Because on one hand, it might hurt their feelings and you don't want to kind of give them the idea that you're always thinking about other people. You know, that's not the kind of thing you want to suggest, is it? But on the other hand, I feel like it's a compliment in some sense because it kind of suggests that, you know, other people might be attractive, but I still choose to be with you because you are always my favorite. I don't know. Is that a good thing? That may not be the best example. I would love to hear what you think. If you do have a situation like that, do you think you should be honest or should you just keep it to yourself, right? I do think there are many situations with 
uh, bigger problems like that, that you should always be honest. If you have a feeling like maybe I should tell my partner about this thing, that probably means you should. If you're debating it, probably the answer is yes. Because even if it is a bad thing, it is going to help them trust you more. Because if you only tell them the good things, then they're going to be thinking, hmm, they never tell me anything bad that's going on. Does that mean they're keeping stuff, that maybe they're hiding stuff from me? You know. Again, I don't have the answers, but I think there is some truth to what I'm saying. I think there's something there. There's something there anyway. Uh, so transparency is very important. Transparency is not hiding anything. It's like being open and they can see right through you, being transparent, right? The next one from ChatGPT is respect. I I like this one as well. Respect is a good one. You don't have to love or like, even like everything that your partner does. Um, there's a lot of music differences that you might have, for example, but I think you should respect it. So you might say, I really hate the music that you like. Hey wife, I really hate your music, but I respect that you enjoy it, right? So I think that there is a difference, right? You don't have to like what they like, but you have to respect that you're different and you have to respect, I guess you not judge them. That's the key, right? If you judge someone, that's taking your dislike further and it shows a lack of respect. So respect is really important. Teamwork is the next tip from ChatGPT. Teamwork is huge. I would say the mindset that I always try to foster, the mindset I try to have, is viewing things as when there's a problem, it's you and I versus the problem. It's really, really easy in a relationship to make each other the enemy. Like, no, you are the problem. I'm going to argue with you until we fix the problem. And as far as I can tell, that never works, right? So I think the best thing to do is when there is a problem, let's okay, let's work together as a couple and solve this problem together because that is how our relationship will grow. That seems like a nice thing for me. So that's teamwork. Uh, I can kind of go through some quick ones. Quality time, that just means spending time together. That's obvious. You need to have some time, just the two of you, to grow and, and, and have fun. I think that's nice. Appreciation, that's a good one too. Appreciate uh, each other and the things you do. I I mean, this is one that I find difficult, honestly. this is It's really, really easy to say what you don't like. If your partner does something that is not, you know, it's not your preference, it's really easy to say, I don't like that. Please don't do that again. And you know, maybe there are times when that's appropriate. If they come in and just like kick their shoes off and the shoes are all over the the, the house, maybe you could say, hey, don't do that, please. I, I, I want it tidy if that's okay. Um, so there are times like that, but when they do put their shoes in the correct place, do you express gratitude or do you express, you know, do, do, do you give them a compliment when they do that? This is called positive reinforcement. So when someone does something you like, praise them, give them some positive words and they'll be more likely to do it again. It's really easy to be negative and really difficult, uh, I think, for your ego, your pride 
to be positive sometimes. So I think relationships would be a lot better if people focus more on, yeah, being positive. Like, oh, I'm so happy you did that. Or thank you so much for washing the dishes today. Or thank you so much for you know, buying me this thing. Really appreciate it. Rather than focusing on the negative. Right. Um, a few more tips here that are fairly obvious. Humor, laugh together. Empathy. That means kind of understand and share the feelings of your partner. That's a good tip as well. But yeah, lots, lots of good tips there. So yeah, AI is not just a machine. They have feelings as well, apparently. <laughs> okay, well, next we can talk about some expressions related to love, perhaps. So the first one we could talk about is to have a crush on someone. To have a crush now, you may know that crush means kind of squish, to crush. This meaning is very different. We're not talking about that in this case. It's usually a noun, to have a crush. And I find that other languages may have different levels of love words. Like, you know, for example, from what I know about Japanese, the word for love in Japanese is much stronger than the English word for love. You know, in English, we say, I love you, but we also say, I love burgers. I love water, right? We say it for anything. So I feel like love is really overused in English. So this is a really nice word when you want to kind of lower that level um, and make it really casual. This is a really casual liking of someone. So if you feel like you're attracted to someone, but you kind of admit maybe it's just temporary, it's not that serious, you kind of understand maybe in two weeks your feelings will have changed. This is called a crush, right? So we always say, or usually say, have a crush on someone. We use the preposition on. So for example, this is not true by the way, when I was in high school, I used to have a crush on my biology teacher. Did any of you have a crush on your teachers at school? Be honest, let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear if you have any interesting or embarrassing crush stories. I think crushing on someone is much more common when you're younger, isn't it? I don't know why, but it seems like older people don't tend to develop crushes. Why do you think that is? Hmm, I don't really know. But anyway, so that's kind of a nice feeling when you get a crush on someone. It's the beginning of something special. Maybe you get kind of butterflies in your stomach, that exciting feeling. And the next one is on the opposite side of a relationship, which is the end of a relationship, or, or maybe the beginning of the end, we could say. And this is where you drift apart. So for this uh, kind of phrasal verb, try to think about two items in the ocean. They're kind of floating together in the ocean and eventually they kind of get further and further away from each other. So this is drifting apart. It's like slowly moving away from one another. And this can happen with people too. It can happen with friendships or romantic relationships. So you might have heard stories of people who've been married for many, many years, but after some time, for some reason, they drift apart. They develop different interests. They're just not the same people they used to be. And they're not as close as they were before. And this can happen for a variety of reasons, right? 
But I would say, again, in my far from expert experience, if you want to avoid drifting apart, it's really important to keep spending time together and keep learning about each other. Because if you spend many years together, you will change quite a lot. And if you're not always talking and you know, having conversations, you may change in ways that are just totally different and not compatible anymore. Compatible means a good match. If you're not compatible, you're not suited for each other. So I think, yeah, communication and time together is important there. So we already discussed what it means when you have a kind of a, a light attraction, a crush, right? If you, if you like someone a little bit, it's called a crush. But you may be wondering, well, what can I say when it's a little bit stronger than a crush? Maybe you feel like it's more serious and this person could potentially be a boyfriend or girlfriend, maybe a long-term relationship. One way we could say that is to fall for someone. It's like you're falling down, but you're falling for someone. So this is, I feel a little bit more serious. Like, I really fell for him. I fell for someone. It may not be quite as strong as fell in love. It may kind of be love, but I would say it's maybe a little bit lower than falling in love, but higher than having a crush, right? It's usually at the beginning of a relationship too. So you might be wondering, here's an example sentence, why do I always fall for someone who doesn't love me back? I always fall for someone who doesn't love me back. So I kind of really find an, a, a strong attraction to someone, but they don't feel the same way. I'm sure we've all been there. That's a horrible feeling, isn't it? Uh, one of life's many difficult lessons to get through. But you always fall for someone. And we can use the adverb hard as well to make this stronger. Like, I fell for him really hard, or I fell hard for her, right? I fell really hard for her. So it's like really, really deeply, I kind of became attracted to this person. And yeah, maybe crush is more about physical attraction, perhaps. And maybe falling for someone also includes their personality. Maybe there's a stronger sense there. But I'm only thinking on the spot now. I'm just going to come up with a, a definition. Let me give you one more, because I'm sure you know some already like to break up, for example, to end a relationship. But let's just end with one more negative one, just to be all negative and, and gloomy today on this beautiful romantic day. <laughs> Their relationship turned sour. It turned sour over arguments about money. Mm. If something turns sour, it just means it goes bad. I guess it comes from like milk. When milk goes bad, if you leave milk too long, it goes lumpy and disgusting. And we can say the milk turned sour. It smells really sour. And if you, if I don't know, if, if you're crazy enough or brave enough to taste it, you will probably get sick. But also you will say it tastes sour. It doesn't taste right. So we can also use it for relationships. Just like milk, the relationship turned sour, turn sour. And yeah, it just means there were some difficulties. Maybe there were some arguments. There were some problems that, that came up, just like 
in the old milk. <laughs> so this is one thing I've heard before. Did you know the two most common disagreements with a relationship, with marriages? There are two things that people break up and get divorced over the most. One of them is private stuff, bedroom stuff. Let's not talk about that today. It's private. But the other one is money. I think money is either the first or second biggest problem in relationships. So if you can sort out your money problems, that is also a really good sign for the longevity, the length of a relationship. So if you do have problems with money and you're always arguing about money, your relationship may turn sour. So another thing we spoke about in that group class last year were some relationship problems and we gave advice for each other as well. So there's a few difficult situations here that I thought we could talk about. For example, here's a problem. I have a crush on my best friend's girlfriend. What do I do? So you have a, a really good friend and that friend is in a relationship with a girl. You really like that girl. What should you do? There's a few things you could consider. Do you tell the friend? Do you tell the girl? Or do you just keep it a secret? What would you do in that situation? Maybe you've been in that situation. I think what I would do is I would keep it a secret. If you have a crush on someone, again, it's not usually a serious thing and hopefully it will pass in time. That will, that will pass. I think this happened on the TV show Friends quite a few times where this situation happened and they would often tell the person and it would lead to so many problems. I feel like it would just be too awkward. Uh, it's probably just best just to forget about it and move on. Maybe consider whether you really have a crush on that person or do you just kind of envy the relationship they have? Maybe it's not about that person. It's just about the relationship. You see them happy. You want to be happy as well. So maybe if you find your own partner, you can you know, remove that crush. Perhaps it works that way. That's what I would do. Do you agree or do you disagree? I think, I think it's the best thing. Let's do two more problems here. So one of them, this is a hard one. I've fallen for someone who has spent some time in jail. That's very difficult, isn't it? You've really fallen for them. So you really kind of have strong, loving, romantic feelings for someone, but you know they spent some time in jail. What should you do? Should you continue the relationship? Should, should you try to just forget about them? I think you'll agree that it really depends on why they were in jail. In my opinion, if it was a violent arrest, something like they were arrested for being violent, then I would consider just moving on because I don't want to get involved with anyone who has a history of violence. But if it was something a little bit less serious, like, you know, I don't know, using, using cannabis maybe, then I probably wouldn't care so much. I'm not a smoker myself, so I wouldn't really like that. But, you know, at least in the UK, smoking cannabis is not a big deal. Lots of people do it. So I wouldn't really judge them too much for that. But yeah, it's a tricky one. Again, it really depends why they were in jail. But what do you think? Is that an instant no for you? Or would you consider it based on why they were arrested? 
One more problem now, quite a nice attitude, I would say, in a difficult situation. I want to end our marriage without things turning sour. Mm. So it is possible, of course, to end a marriage amicably. Amicably. That means to end on good terms, to kind of get divorced but still remain friends. It's not always easy, I imagine, but I'm sure it can be done. I think a lot of marriages will end and things will turn sour. You you don't want to see them anymore. Uh, That's quite a common thing, isn't it? So I would say always be honest with them. If you just said, I want to get divorced, it's all your fault, things will turn sour, right? But if you just say, you know, be honest, like, you know, I care about you so much, but I just feel like uh, we're on different paths in life. I need to do something else with my life. And my feelings for you aren't the same as they used to be or something like that. I've heard this advice before. Don't say you, 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 you. Like, you never do this. You did this wrong. You have this problem. Say, like, it's my fault. Like, I am on a different journey in my life. I need different things right now. I have this problem where I cannot commit to people, you know, make it about me. And I think that's also a good sign. It doesn't, it doesn't make them your enemy. So I would say it doesn't guarantee that things will not turn sour, but you know, it it raises the likelihood, doesn't it? There was my advice. Let me know what you think. Do you agree with my advice? Do you have different ideas? Maybe I should start a regular column, a regular section of the podcast where I tell you uh, all of my relationship advice. Probably shouldn't do that, should I? I think I might end it here. My voice is beginning to get a bit sore, so probably it's for the best. And yeah, I, I think we've covered a few things. So hopefully you found this useful. Hopefully it got you in that Valentine's mood. Hope I wasn't talking about too many depressing things like breaking up and divorcing. But uh, yeah, just to summarize, if you are in a relationship, maybe this is your chance to just show your appreciation. Even if you think I'm not the best person to be giving advice, maybe there's something that you could learn from this episode. Just a reminder to show some appreciation to your partner. Even if you don't celebrate Valentine's Day, it's never a bad time to do that, is it? And if you are single, then I would suggest doing something fun, you know? I I like the idea that Valentine's Day doesn't have to be only for people in relationships. If you're single, this is your chance to take yourself out on a date. So think about something that you love to do and just do it on your own. I think it's great to spend some quality time by yourself. It's not a lonely or weird thing to do, whether that's going for a walk, going out for your favorite meal, whatever you like to do, just do it, make yourself happy. The more that you can be happy with yourself, I think if you're interested in finding a partner, the more attractive you will become because people see how confident you are in yourself, right? If you are always searching for a partner, like you have that attitude, I will never be complete unless I'm in a relationship. I think people can sense that desperation. They can sense that you're desperate and that is not attractive for most people. So be confident in yourself, be happy with who you are. And if you want to find someone, I'm sure you will be able to. And if not, have fun living your free and single life. (laughs) 
let's just say a quick thank you to some comments on Spotify now. This was from a few episodes ago, but I have a few nice ones. One from Priscilla. My name is Priscilla, I'm from Brazil, and I really enjoy listening about culture in the UK. Thank you very much, Priscilla. One from that same episode from Komal, who just says, improve listening skills. So I think the question was, what did you think about this episode? That's what the question was. So I think they were just saying, I was improving my listening skills. So hopefully you were improving while you were listening. Interesting comment now from Winter. And they said, my name is Lucy and I'm an American. I have a few British friends online and I'm trying to learn this so that I can understand the British ways. Lucy is not that popular. What does that mean? I love their culture. Uh, what, I don't know. Lucy is not popular. What does that mean? I'm not sure what you mean by that, but that's an interesting reason. So I talked a bit about the UK before and we have even Americans uh, learning with us. So that, thank you for watching or, or listening. I appreciate that. Let's end with a quote now from Loretta Young. Another nice reminder, I think. Love isn't something you find. Love is something that finds you. Do you agree? Let me know. Thank you for watching if you're on YouTube or listening if you're anywhere else. Appreciate you. Have a great Valentine's Day and a great week. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.